All right, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to, lots to talk about. Do appreciate you taking the time. It's the Joe Pag Show for your Monday. Refreshed, back after a uh, the spring break. We went and saw my mother in Florida, which was great. Great to be back in South Florida. Been a while. And uh, everybody's doing well. Everybody's doing well. We're talking about China teaming up with Russia, and some questions came pretty quickly from the media to John Kirby. who John Kirby is the spokesman, I believe, for national intelligence, which is interesting. Um, but he was asked questions about what's going on with Russia and China, and should we be concerned? Russia and China. It seems like this, uh, these two superpowers are teaming up now against the U.S. Why did President Biden let this happen? Peter, these are two countries that have long chafed, as I said to Jeff, long chafed um, at U.S. leadership around the world um, and uh, and the network of alliances and partnerships that we have. This is not this is not something that uh, these two countries just cooked up since President Biden got elected. But, but it is he, something that they have been since trying he's been to- president. He has talked tough. He tried to pressure Putin and Xi. Uh, to act right or risk their standing on the world stage? Does he see now that they don't care? I think if you ask a lot of Russians, they certainly care. I mean, this, the, their economy is, is uh, barely being propped up by some pretty radical measures by, by Mr. Putin. Their military has uh, been uh, roundly embarrassed inside Ukraine, um, and they continue to lose uh, uh, ground there. Um, and as for China, again, take a look at the way the president has really revitalized and restored alliances and partnerships that were let go, if not ridiculed, in the previous administration. We have prioritized them, and there's no other nation around the world that has this alliance and partnership network that we do. Five of our seven treaty alliances are in the Indo-Pacific, and President Biden has prioritized each and every one of them. Specific to these two leaders, though, do you think that Putin and Xi fear President Biden? You'd have to ask them whether whether they fear or or they not. It is not about fear. It's about President Biden advancing our foreign policy goals around the world. It's about President Biden revitalizing these alliances and partnerships. It's about President Biden and what he's doing to preserve our national security interests around the world. That's what we're focused on. What the hell is he talking about? How is the president focused on making sure we revitalize our relationships around the world while we watch two wannabe superpowers joining forces having tea together? What, what the hell is he talking about? How are we revitalizing anything by sending hundreds of billions of dollars over to Ukraine where we don't even know what the end game is? Why didn't somebody ask this guy, hey, what does it look like for it to end in Ukraine? Because again, the allegation is that there was a a peace deal or a sit-down that was at least proposed a year ago, and we said no to it. So what is what is the end game? Because remember in in Iraq, we thought the end game was get Saddam which we did, but then we were there for years after that. Then ISIS bubbled up, then we had to do the surge in Iraq. Then in Afghanistan, where we went 20 years ago now, and we're there for almost 20 years. In Afghanistan, if you ask somebody in any administration, what is victory in Afghanistan? How would you explain what victory looks like in Afghanistan? They had no answer. (laughs) No, no answer. Well, it's kind of hard. to The idea of the victory can happen is one that's an idea that we can... Nobody would say anything. 
So what is it in Ukraine? What does victory look like? How do we come out of Ukraine looking like we did we did it right? And Ukraine is still an independent country. Although it's a dictatorship, it's not a democracy, but it's independent, it's an independent country that is not being run by Russia. How do we get there? What is it that we have to do to achieve that? And what does that look like? Because when I go in to play a, a, a game of Fortnite, I know that my goal is to be the last person standing, but I win. There's no, eh, it was pretty good to get 10th place. No, 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 that's not a win. That's a loss. So what does it look like? I don't think that's a, that's a horribly hard question to answer. Yet for some reason, when this administration is asked, they don't have one. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. And do you agree that Joe Biden is working on revitalizing? You know, Carrie, he's doing the work. I understand. We've heard a lot about that. Doing the work. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. later, I've got a sound, but I think I've got this racked up, and I'll try to bring this to you later, where Kareem Jean-Pierre has asked something, uh, whether Biden is going to, going to sign or veto this release all the COVID-19 information bill, right? Mm-hmm. And her answer, and I'll play it later, is something the, to the effect of, well, I believe I answered that last week. No. <laughs> and, her, and her answer last week yeah. was, we're looking at it. We're looking at it. Mm, really Let me ask you this. Answer, is it? Can Kareem Jean-Pierre, can KJP, can she veto a bill or sign it? No. So you're saying she's not the president? She is not. So when she says, we're looking at it, we're working on it, we'll get back to you on it, we're going to take a look at it, she's not looking at anything. She's got no say. Mm-hmm. Correct. Wouldn't you love one time, and maybe Carrie, maybe, maybe I'm over and above where I should be, but wouldn't it be nice one time for her to say something like, let me talk to the president about that and let him tell me what he wants to do? Wouldn't that be nice? That would be refreshing. I'd like to hear or, that. And she actually get if, back to us about what the president told her. Exactly right. Hmm. That'd be nice. And by the way, she was asked the question last week where she said, we're looking at it. It's been a week now. Are you still looking at it? Mm. <laughs> How long are you going to look at it? Here's what the bill says. Release all the information. That's what the bill says. It's not nothing more, nothing less. And Biden just has to sign it. And by the way, if he vetoes it, what's going to happen, Carrie? That's it. Nope. Congress will override that veto. Mm. You know how I know? How? Because they all voted unanimously to release everything. Oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. They sure did. In the Senate and in the, and listen, I know that you were drunk most of the week. I'll, I'll fill you no, in stuff that you, that you blocked saying, out on. Stop no, I'm just saying. I'm just, do I have to post the picture that you posted? <laughs> no, you do not. No. <laughs> Definitely alcoholic beverages involved. So, yeah, um, but okay. if you say you're going you're gonna to look at it and then you talk about it and you look at it some more, um, maybe get an answer from the guy you work for. But, but again, I contend that... Corrine Jean-Pierre probably never talks to Joe Biden. I'm guessing she never, ever talks to the boss. I'm putting it out there. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Do you think that Joe Biden is somehow revitalizing our relationships around the globe? Or do you think Joe Biden is sitting back a weak coward and just wants to send more of your money and mine to Ukraine without worrying about the implications of China and Russia joining forces? Tony, Ohio, what's going on? Hi. Hi, Joe. Uh, thanks for taking the call. You bet. Uh, it's repeating. History just keeps repeating itself. Look at look at Korea. What we were told: we can't let this country fall. The communists are going to take over. Look at Vietnam. How many lives? What fifty some thousand lost? Like fifty nine thousand. Yeah, something people. like that. Yeah, and then we go and uh, you know we got to get rid of Saddam Hussein. He's a bad guy. Well, they created a vacuum there. Saddam Hussein and Iran. Those two countries, Iran and Iraq, hated each other. One side would win, then the other side would take off. They balanced each other out. 
Gaddafi. Got to get him out of there. Poured money over there. It, 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 it's all messed up. And then we went to Afghanistan. All this time in Iraq, and now here we are pouring billions of dollars into Ukraine. And guess what? Vietnam is still over there. Nike's making tennis shoes, and Triumph Motorcycles are now, I think, built a state-of-the-art factory, and they're building motorcycles. So I don't get all this. I don't know when this country is going to learn. It's the stupid politicians that keep repeating the mistakes and pouring the money in there. And we keep electing different people, but the same thing keeps happening. So I don't have an answer. I'm just aggravated at it. Well, Tony, I'm aggravated as well, and I think that you nailed it without saying it. It's the military-industrial complex. It is the fact that you want to keep selling and making military equipment. You want to keep on selling and making um, firearms. You want to keep on selling and making ammunition, this this is an economic boom. Every time we're in a conflict somewhere around the world, the economy flourishes. Ah, they're blowing body parts off. People are dying. You've got two you know, countries that don't like us very much in China and Russia joining forces, but that's okay because everybody's making billions of dollars in their government contracts. That's what's going on. And we just have to admit that because you're right. We never should have been in Vietnam. We shouldn't have. And in retrospect, we should not have been in Iraq. Afghanistan, yes. But make sure that you say what the end game is. What does victory in Afghanistan look like? You've got to be able to say that. If you don't say that, they, I, I would never be okay with you just sending troops. We're still in South Korea. You realize that the Korean War is not over? There's just a ceasefire. It's still a war. Trump got us to the next step to possibly stop all that. But Trump was bad because he talked to little rocket man. China didn't dare do anything under Trump because here he was blowing up the uh, ISIS in Syria and in Iraq. I mean, at the end of the day, there's no reason for us to be supporting Ukraine to the amount of money that we are. You, you've got Ukraine with Germany right there, Italy right there, France right there, Spain right there. All of Europe should be supporting England. They should all be supporting Ukraine. And we can support a little bit, but we're in the lead? Why? What is it about Ukraine that makes... uh, Listen, I said this probably two, three weeks ago. If we're going to annex Ukraine and make it the 51st state, I'll hear you. But if you're not, what the hell are we doing? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Go there and click on contact. You'll send me an email. Click on watch now, and you'll see the video stream. Coming right back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. You're breaking down the uh, the conversations between Russia and China, the meetings between Russia, between Xi and Putin, the fact that we don't really need Xi and China to jump on the side of Russia when it comes to Ukraine. Also, I mean, it's a simple question. Why are we so involved in Ukraine? And to what end? Did we not learn anything from Vietnam, from Korea, from Afghanistan? Did we not? Did we really not learn anything? I would hope that we would. But uh, for some reason, we're still there. we're still in the middle. Again, it's in the middle of Europe. It's not like the, there's no civil war happening in, in Mexico. 
It's not like it's Canada, which we should be imminently worried about if it were happening. No, this is in Europe. And you've got a lot of rich European countries that aren't putting in very much. So why is it that we're the ones that are funding and financing, and especially now when our financial system is on collapse? It just isn't doing very well. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about Superbeats. You know, Superbeats is a great, great company. I've been telling you about them for many, many years. Um, you do everything you can to get your blood pressure in check. You, you exercise all the time. I do. You try to eat right. Now you've got Superbeats heart shoes on your side as well. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, Superbeats heart shoes polyphenol compound is nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone, which is great. It means more energy, circulation, and blood pressure support. That's easy, and it's convenient. I like them. I like them a lot. They taste great. They smell great. It's not medicine at all. It doesn't feel like you're taking a supplement. This is a really great product, and I want you to go try these out. It's very important that you can double your potential with Superbeats Heart Chews and support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, blood flow, and heart-healthy energy. Plus, they're plant-based and gluten-free. Here's what you do. Find out how to get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews and free shipping with your first order by going to superbeatsradio.com slash PAGS. It's a free bag of Heart Chews only available at superbeatsradio.com slash PAGS. Superbeatsradio.com slash PAGS. Make that happen and make it happen right now. We go to the phone line. Sean, what's happening in Florida? Hi. Hey, well, it's not as warm as it should be, but it's it's warmer than most places. Gotcha. How you doing, Joe? Doing hey, well, man. You, Living the dream. Talking about, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm living the dream. Go ahead. So as you're talking about Kareem Jean-Pierre and Joe here, you know, I think we, when we look at their personalities, we kind of got them figured out. Joe's like that kid you grew up with all the way from grade school to high school that just had the loudest mouth on the playground. It probably got beat up a lot. Probably did, you know, yeah. Shouts the loudest. And then Green John Pierre, I think what they've done is they've taken that press secretary job and they've turned it into a kind of a court jester position. It's just there to entertain and keep us occupied while they do their manipulations on the backside. Well, I think with her, with, I, think, I think with her certainly. I mean, with Jen Psaki, she tried to pretend like she was going to do something and bring some information. Then she kept on circling back. She was more cordial about it. Corinne Jean Pierre just acts like right. she's the president, and you're asking her the question, and then she answers as if she's the one who's the decider. She's not. She's simply just his mouthpiece. That's it. Yep, and it's, it's frustrating at best. You know, I think the American people deserve, deserve better. You know, we need to answer to questions, and we're not getting them. So, where do you turn? You know. Well, brother, I hear you. And where do you turn? Well, you turn to like my show. You turn to other shows that are like this that are going to tell you the truth. You turn to shows that are going to break things down, be realistic about it, be logical about it, be rational about it. And then and then hopefully we get a better end game. Um, well, a better answer at least. We're not getting any answers at all from Kareem Jean-Pierre. Let me go to uh, James in Minnesota. Hi, James. What's going on? Hey there. Thank you for having me. You bet. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, respond to the question of why Ukraine, why is the U.S. so heavily invested in uh, the yeah, go ahead, tell me. Ukraine? Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't think it's a, a good comparison with Iraq. I think it'd be a better comparison with the proxy war on uh, Vietnam. Uh, but uh, I, I think it bears repeating that the United States benefits quite a lot from our, you know, our global hegemony, our, our status as the one dominant power. Uh, we get all sorts of fringe benefits that are associated with that. And what this investment does uh, in Ukraine, it signals to our enemies uh, and to our potential enemies that without much pushback, uh, we're willing to heavily invest to uh, protect countries which are allies. So if you look at the uh, example like uh, Taiwan, right, 
how much more hesitant is China going to be to invade Taiwan, knowing that we have so much heavily invested in Ukraine. Um, and so uh, the, the right uh, likes to talk a lot about American exceptionalism. Well, this is the perfect example of American exceptionalism. This is something that we can do that no other country on earth. Uh, can do, including the countries of Europe. Well, you and I are going to disagree uh, very, very strongly, and I appreciate your perspective on this. We're going to disagree very, very strongly. Um, American exceptionalism is about Americanism, is about our culture, it's about Western civilization, it's about a melting pot that no other country has. American exceptionalism is not holding up, propping up dictators like Zelensky and and sending hundreds of billions of dollars over to help him fight a war against Russia. Russia, for the four years of Trump, was very weak. They were afraid of what he might do. China, financially, we, we gave them a big hit in raising taxes and tariffs, and we made the playing field more level. ISIS and the Islamic State, they were scared to death and decimated in many places on Earth. And we did all that, not sending $200 billion. You kept calling it an investment. I don't want to invest in Ukraine. I mean, do we want to support good people and stop them from being killed by bad guys? Sure. Absolutely. I'm not here to say that we should just let somebody, you know, steamroll in and kill everybody. But you are surrounded by a bunch of democracies that have a lot of money in Europe, and very few of them came came to the plate and did anything. Very few. And some of them were forced by us to give some tanks or to give a couple of billion dollars. So no, I don't want to invest $200 billion when we've got homeless veterans here. I don't want to invest $200 billion when we have murderers on the streets in every large city now. We've got DAs that are funded by Soros. I want to focus on what you brought up, American exceptionalism. Uh, exceptionalism. I think that American exceptionalism is important enough to make investment, not even $200 billion, a whole lot less than that can do a lot of good. But if you really think that it's exceptional of us to send $200 billion over to Ukraine to fight a war, we're not even really sure why it's happening. Uh, we're going to disagree. I appreciate how well thought out you were. Appreciate that you brought that, but we are not going to agree on that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stop on the website, JoePags.com. Scroll down, click on contact, send me an email. Click on watch to watch the live video stream. Keep it here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.